Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome back to the Believe in Pit football podcast here on the Believe Podcast Network. Nick Hederick, Zay Stewart. Zay, how you doing today? What's going on, guys? We back and we're so much better than last week. And I just got to say, shout out to Pitt for beating Boston. (laughs) But yeah, man, I'm feeling good, man. How everybody doing? How you doing, my man? Nick, how you doing, bro? I'm good. I'm good. First episode officially went out. I don't know what day it actually got published. It might have even gone out yesterday being Monday. Uh, it was supposed to go out over the weekend, but there might have been an issue on our end uploading that. But if you want to hear us break down the Boston College win and, sorry, the Syracuse loss, that was a that was a sensitive subject. You can see Zay's face. It's a little bit of a sensitive subject. But we talked about them both. We'll focus on the Boston College win. Just skip the first 10 minutes of the episode if you have to. Really good episode. Broke down both games a little bit for everyone. Uh, highly encourage you to uh, check out that first episode. But today is going to be all about Duke. But before we get into that, Zay and I follow each other on Instagram. And I need to know, did I see you riding a horse yesterday on your Instagram account? <laughs> and I need oh. to know how that happened and what it was like, because I have never ridden a horse before. Oh my gosh, what an experience. Not gonna not gonna lie. Um that was my first time riding a horse in Pittsburgh. I used to ride horses in, in Canada growing up, but um that was my first ride, time riding a horse in, in Pittsburgh, and it's gotta be top top five stories because like 10 minutes, my horse they gave me my horse, his name was Spart Spartan. And he definitely was a Spartan because like first 10 minutes he was behaving, and then like 15 minutes in. He like turned around and just started sprinting, changed course, you know, took off. And I'm just like, all right, bro, you're not listening to me. So I, I, I don't know what you want me to do. So I'm just like, all right, cool. The tour guide just like, hmm, bad horse, bad. Come on, we have to finish the course. So he finally listens after like three minutes and we're back on the course. And then we get downhill and he's huffing and puffing. I guess he can't, I, I guess I ate too much because. He, he act like I was like 250 pounds. Oh, he was man. huffing and puffing. So once we get downhill, I'm like, all right, I don't know if we're going to make it because the steep, it was pretty steep. So he ends up tripping, slipping, and I'm thrown off the horse and I fall in the grass and the mud. And, you know, it's it's one of those things where you can't you can't control what you want to control because horse is heavy you know like yeah yeah that's... so i just i got tossed and you know he kind of landed on my, my my foot but i'm good otherwise i'm i'm good it was just a, a story to tell you know it was crazy story crazy adventure man crazy. that's uh and that's I, also, a... I also got my hair braided too i was gonna say look a little different this week i like it <laughs> everyone else tells Zay how good it looks in the uh comments or tweet at us is it still tweet <laughs> I don't want to say X at us. That sounds a little, uh, we don't have to get yeah. into that, but um, yeah, yeah. Send, send him something nice on social media. But yeah, that's a good yeah, Thanksgiving please. story, getting chucked off a horse. Oh my gosh. Since you're okay. Like... If you like broke an arm, I wouldn't want to talk about it. But since you're okay, yeah, yeah that's a good story now. Now, you know, like one of those bruises that you get in Tom and Jerry when like, you know, Tom <laughs> hit or Jerry hit Tom's head and then the thing comes on the head like the bruise. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's that's what happened to my foot. I had like a little oh my gosh. Like a knot. It was like a knot, <laughs> man. Heaviest thing that ever like land on me. It was crazy, crazy experience, crazy story, bro. <laughs> Were you seeing the birds flying over your head like in Tom and Jerry too, or was it not that I'm bad? I'm not going. I think so, bro. I'm not, I'm not gonna lie. I think I've seen some some di- like some birds chirping over, bro. I swear, <laughs> that's. That's a hell of a story. I'm not going to uh, pull any punches on that one. That's a hell of a story. I saw that and I said, we got to ask about that. We're recording tomorrow. We got to talk about that. And then the no, new haircut too. All kinds of talking points. We didn't even get into football yet. No, not yet. But listen, it, it was definitely a story. It's definitely a story that a Thanksgiving story that I'm definitely going to share with my family at the table. Not going to lie. Definitely crazy. Crazy. Absolutely. Absolutely. But anyway, we got to talk about pit football. That's hopefully why you clicked on this, unless uh, you want horse riding tips from Zay, which that, <laughs> that might be a spinoff we do, but uh, that'll be for next time. Uh, anyway, Pitt coming off the win against Boston College. They'll play the blue, the Bluke, the Duke Blue Devils, who are currently mm-hmm. six and five. Lost four out of their last five, I believe. Uh, they spent some time ranked this year. They had a pretty good start to their season. They lost a tough game to Notre Dame, where Notre Dame got kind of a late touchdown after Duke controlled a good chunk of that game. And since then, some injuries and stuff, including uh, quarterback Riley Leonard hurting his toe. Uh, Duke's kind of just tapered off since then. But uh, anyway, still a good game, still a good chance for Pitt to get some momentum to close out uh, this season. And Zay, we'll just start with something you kind of brought up before we even started recording here, which is how they kind of need to make a statement to end this year. It's been a tough year, but they can use this game to make a statement. And can you just kind of talk about why that's important as a uh, former player for this team? Well, I think since this being the last game for Pitt, and, you know, the season didn't go as they want to, you know, they're finishing up thir- three and eight, you know, hopefully they can four and eight by, you know, after this Duke game. But I think the big takeaway from it is that, you know, finding – they may have found something in Nate Yarnell, you know, and, you know, he showed his poise, his mobility, and I feel like his accuracy wasn't that bad either. You know, there were some issues for the first two quarterbacks, but, you know, I feel like they have a lot to prove with showing their offense. So hopefully, you know, their offense continues their, you know, their victory from Boston and it can carry on from Duke because, you know, they think a lot of talent on their team, but to take it up to the next level so they can, you know, have that growth for next season. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, We've kind of talked about it since we started this show, which it's been a few weeks longer than there are episodes. I don't think we just started talking about this last (laughs) week. And we're like, oh, we've been saying it all along. But, uh, yeah, the main talking point this year has been it's – it's not a lost season. You know, it was a difficult season. They're not going to make a bowl game, but it was a big transition year. And now is where you really want to see some of that young talent kind of step forward and make an impact in these last couple of games. And they definitely started against Boston College. So, uh, yeah, you'd love to see it happen here against Duke. Uh, Duke does have the third best scoring defense in the ACC. Boston College was down towards the bottom. So this will be a bit of a step up for Yarnell. Uh, you kind of touched on it there, but uh, if you want to elaborate, feel free. What what more do you want to see from him as someone who kind of knows him and knows what he's capable of? What do you kind of want to see from him to show that he's growing and can be the guy for the future? Well, you know, I think he showcased it, you know, a little bit last week. Um, you know, it, he actually um, proved a lot of, you know, people in the doubters wrong because, you know, I think they had him as underdogs in the game. 
And I think that they didn't expect him to, you know, show up and win the game. And it's just a testament of how, you know, Pitt is determined to win. And I think that is impressive showing that he threw. He threw for a touchdown to Bub. Um, and especially he spread out the ball. It just everything looked good. And I can't start explaining the running game that they had going on last week, too. You know, it was very impressive, very impressive. I didn't. You know, I didn't see the outcome coming. You know, good thing I didn't put a parlay in for that game. <laughs> but I, I think that they definitely showed up. And I'm very excited for Nate for this week because, you know, he he definitely has has a lot to a lot more coming. And I'm, I'm proud of him, you know, being a scout team quarterback and to starting his, you know, games, these, these next upcoming games. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, H2P. <laughs> absolutely nate yard elf really good showing against bc and he got a lot of the big names in there the skill position players he got them involved uh excited to see what they can do uh this week as well duke will be led by true fresh i believe true freshman quarterback grayson loftus who is now kind of assumed this role coming off two touchdowns uh last week and obviously he's a little bit seasoned he's played a few games made a few starts this season uh, but they haven't found many ways to win games here for this Duke team. What do you think uh, Pitt should do here out of the gate to kind of get in control of this game and maybe put some pressure on the young quarterback? And the Pitt has their own young quarterback, obviously, uh, in Yarnell. So how do they kind of get the edge against uh, Duke here coming out of the gate? Well, you know, Pitt is playing away this week, so this is also their last game. So a lot is on the line. You know, I know my dogs is going to come through, you know. Um, I think their all-time record from the past, like, nine showings, they're, like, eight and one. So I, I, I have to keep on going with, you know, the, the winning record. So I, I'm going to go with Pitt for take, to take this one. But since they're on the road and Duke's actually having a, you know, not not a not a bad year, you know what I'm saying? I, I, expect, I expect this to be a, a close, tough-fought game. But I think that, you know, Duke is going to show a little tough, you know, you know, like, oh, you're coming to our house type. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mm. feel like Pitt is going to have to show up for their last game if, you know, if they want to end it on a great note. Last one in their last two games, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Any kind of winning streak going into the offseason uh, is good, especially the difficult losses they've had, the drama that's kind of surrounded the program this year, whether mm-hmm. it's fair or unfair, <laughs> some of the scrutiny they've gotten this year. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you can kind of mask some of that by ending the year on a losing streak, regardless of how talented the competition is. And, you know, this has been a year where they need to replace some big names that have left and they've needed to find those replacements, as we've touched on even earlier this episode. So maybe to show recruits, show some fans uh, who may be on the fence a bit about next year's team, you know, show that this you know little lull period isn't going to last for long and that Pitt's going to be back up competing with the best teams in the conference again here uh, pretty soon, like when Kenny Pickett was there. Needed to throw him in. Every episode, you need to throw him. Uh, even after the game against the Browns, you gotta you got to respect Kenny Pickett a bit. So I, no hard feelings. Uh, no hard feelings. Uh, you were a little hurt from that, that game on Sunday, huh? Um, a little understating it, but it's okay. It's not, but it, I'll pretend it, it is. It, it doesn't sound like your parlay hit, man. <laughs> I I uh I stopped betting on the Steelers after week three. So we're good. We're good. Uh, oh but, my god. Yeah, That's not so- the bro. 
my uh, my buddy has Cavalier season tickets up in Cleveland, and he offered me to go to the game. And there were some other reasons I couldn't go, but also I was like, oh, it's Brown Steelers. Like, I want to watch that anyway. And I, I regret everything. I regret everything, uh. but it's okay. Pit football, that's mm. the focus. We're going to get right back to what we were talking about. <laughs> we don't leave that in the past. We're going to move right on forward. Right, uh, right. you just got to move on. You just got to move <laughs> on. But Kenny, Kenny, Kenny was great for Pitt, though. Kenny was great for Pitt. Great. He was, and this is a Pitt show, so we'll talk about this Pitt team and not the uh, not the professional Pitt team. Uh, yeah, great. <laughs> Duke has some pretty good playmakers. Jaquez Moore and Jordan Moore, uh, running back and a wide receiver. Uh, how do you kind of feel like, you know, and we've talked about Pitt's defense to backtrack a minute here. Uh, we've talked about Pitt's defense, even having success early against some of the really good teams they played. And then, you know, kind of tapering off as the game went on, struggling a bit and eventually kind of getting blown out. How important is it in this game kind of for their defense to shut down these playmakers early and play the full 60 minutes and kind of take Duke out of it as early as possible. You know, I feel like it starts on the defensive side anyway. Like I said, like a couple of weeks ago, even though the episode wasn't uploaded, you know, technical difficulties, but I feel like the defensive side of Pitt has to always show up because you know how they say defense wins championships. I think that it all comes down to, you know, Pitt's defense having that, edge and i feel mm-hmm. like that they'll come with the heat only because since like i said this is the last game i feel like they don't have too much more to to you know they have to just put it all on the line this game you know just mm-hmm. make sure they go over the film and do what they ever do what they have to do to stop their star key players you know because duke is going to come in you know they're just going to come in like all right this is our home you know like this is our home what, what do you have to what are you going to show and Pitt just has to just punch them in the mouth from the start even on special teams, you know, I know that Coach Powell, like one of my, that's one of my, I was really close with him. He always said, you know, special teams wins games and essentially championships. It all starts with special teams. So I feel like special teams is going to have a big play, big, big time stop or something because, you know, I, I just, it was playing in the back of my head what Coach Powell was saying. His special teams is no joke. He has the best special teams mindset I've ever been around so and he's taught a tremendous amount of players about special teams how important that is so I just have a, 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 a you know like a spider sense that special teams might just come through this game so but like I said defensively Pitt has to step up this game to if they have any chance to win so that's my prediction Zay predictions 101 mm-hmm. you know don't don't discredit Zay's predictions. I was giving Pitt again. This was before uh, we uploaded, but I was giving Pitt no chance against Florida State, and he was saying you're going to be surprised. I think, and I was like, all right, he's he's always doing the H2P. You know, he's not going to come out here and <laughs> say they don't have a chance. But we know it might be ugly, and they they gave Florida State a game for a while there, and I was kind of embarrassed to hop in this call the next week. But, <laughs> so if you ever want to discredit Zay, don't. That long story short, just don't do it. Uh, not no, only because he's my friend, but because I've learned better now. So just don't do it. It's not going to work out well for you. But, nah, Zay predictions one on one. It could help you, or it could possibly hurt you, but mainly help you. You feel me? So it's not. It might not be right, but who knows? It's it's a prediction. It could be. Right. It is a prediction. It's it's not legally binding. If we acknowledge it's a prediction, you can't come after him for any money, saying you bet a parlay and you lost the house no, no, no. That, but that's, listen the, 
main key is it's a prediction, though. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I can't steer you wrong. I can't steer you left. But listen, I can steer you in the prediction way. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, like he's like he's on a horse. He can steer the horse too. Right. Hashtag prediction. Good thing you can't put kick returns or like you know what I'm saying, punt returns or anything in the parlay. <laughs> That's my last horse joke too, by the way. Uh, anyway, I heard that. I, I tried to. I tried to change it as fast as I could. I I would have too. That one was kind of forced. That's why I'm done. We're done. It's over. Uh, but anyway, uh, kind of going back to what we talked about a bit. We saw Hammond, but means some other talented playmakers kind of step up on the uh, pit offense. Uh, if they want to find success offensively, we've talked about the importance of defense. Uh, how important is it for Hammond to get another good game on the ground, maybe make another big game-changing run like we saw against BC? Who do you want to see step up in this game and kind of show you something? Who hasn't proven it to you yet that you want to say, grab the reins and go for it here? Mm. You know what? My man, I should shout out to my man Ham because, yo, he, he is a dog. He he might be small sized, but listen, he is a dog. He comes with the best, and he's going to run you over if you're standing there. He's, he's just a little, he, he, not a little, but he, he's, a, he's a dog, man. He's, mm-hmm. he's got that dog in him. So shout out to him having his, 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 you know what I'm saying, his pop-out game. But so a player that I want to take off this game, I say K-9. My man's K-9. It's, I want my man's Kanate Mumfield to go off this game, not only because, you know, last season he do what he wanted to do, but this season he's he's not had that – I feel like he hasn't had that game that he wanted just to, like, take off, completely take over the game. If I had to pick somebody to, like, completely take over the game, it would be him because, you know, he's a – he, he, I think he deserves that, and especially since how athletic he is, bro. I've seen his his route running firsthand, and it's. I think he was the closest thing to coming close to Jordan Addison. I feel like his route running and everything that he has done this season, I feel like he, he just needs to have a takeover game. So if, if there's a player that I want to take over, it'd be Kanate Mazda K-9, man. He's a dog. And I just want him to go crazy this game for real, especially since it's the last pit game. Yeah, he gotta go crazy. That's my dog for sure. So mm-hmm. I, I would want him to get at least. Let's see. I, Are you back I to back predicting to, right now? Yo, I gotta do a back to back prediction, bro. I have to. So I'm going to have him like I have eighty plus two tutties, like like something like that. You know what I'm saying? Like a two piece biscuit, like two piece no biscuit. So I mm-hmm. got him having. Yeah. A 80 burger with two piece, no fries. If uh the benefit of it being the last game of the season, if I can find one here. Last game of the year, we can like men in black style. You're just gonna forget about it by next year, you know? <laughs> That's right. We got props. We got props for this show. Uh boy, I'm cool. Wow, we're good. This is professional production over here. But yeah, no, you, not. you gotta forget about it. You'll forget about it. So for now, we're going to roll with that. Yeah. I mean, he yeah. had a touchdown last week, I believe, with uh, from Yarnell and his first start. And I think it's kind of unfortunate this year because Pitt has some really good skill players, and you can probably uh, attest to that. And the quarterback play this year has just been so eh between Dracovic and Veyer. And, you know, you kind of feel bad for some of these guys. 
and wonder what could have happened if they had a more quality quarterback. And I'm not saying that to dunk on anybody, but it's just kind of how I see things. You know, the instability at quarterback kind of makes you wonder, well, damn, they have some really talented players here. What could have happened if they were getting opportunities all season? And unfortunately, that's just going to be a question that uh, goes unanswered. But yeah, I mean, he's up there for sure. Uh, and I'm kind of excited to see what else can happen in this game against Duke, see if anyone else can step up, especially with uh, Bartholomew out there uh, once again, the big tight end who was kind of trusted by some of these other quarterbacks this year. Uh, he's a very talented player, and uh, he's a big loss to this team too. Yeah, also Devin Danielson won't be playing either on the defensive side of Pitt. So, mm -hmm. you know, it, hopefully, you know, another young cat steps up, gets a sack, you know, to help out the team win. But just to go off of based on what you're saying with the quarterback situation, it just goes to show the leadership wasn't, you know, it hasn't been been present in the locker room. So hopefully they can lead off this great week from, you know, Nate Yarnell from last week. But hopefully it carries on into next year and this next game and then next year. And then, you know, let's get this last one of the season, you know, to close it out strong. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So with that in mind, What's the score prediction? We got we got two predictions from you already. We got to complete the trifecta. You got a score prediction for us. Three, three, three predictions in one string. That's that's pretty listen, different. Listen, listen. Now risky, you know my pressure. You know the pressure, and I make the on the fly parlays now. You know you got to flip the script. A bit. <laughs> Look, it's risky, but I I will take the I will take the risk. So prediction, I have, I have. 30-27 pit winning. All right. Plus 3.5 spread. <laughs> wow. All right. You love it. We always got to work that spread in here. I don't need this anymore. I'm going to throw this over here before I – But I have pit winning, 30-27. to 27. Close game. I have game-winning field goal vibes. Special teams, like I said, coming through strong. If you were listening – you know, in the beginning of the, the you know, the cast, I, I feel like special teams will make the big winning game field goal ending the season. Boom, champagne, ah, confetti. And I just have them, you know, walking, catching that flight back with the light beaming at the cathedral. So I don't think I ever told you that the, the cathedral light always um, lasts like a, mm -hmm. a light to for the, the whole Pittsburgh to see, so. Yeah. yeah, Cathedral's beautiful. I love walking around mm -hmm. down there. Haven't done it in a few years, but it was always really cool, even when the light's not on to be down in that area. Uh, 30 mm, yeah. 27. Yeah, that's my prediction. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna keep it close. Your your rant about special teams. Rant kind of makes it sound like you're angry. Uh your passionate takes on special teams. I gotta say they're gonna win by a field goal now, too. You've inspired me. Uh, I'm going to go a few points less, a few points less. I'm going to go 27-24. I think things start mm. off a bit sluggish, a little sloppy, uh, and then I think both offenses kind of step up. The defenses wear down a bit. We see Arnell kind of just develop more confidence. I think maybe he struggles a bit at the beginning. It's a road game, uh, just his second start this year. I know Duke's not known for like a crazy football environment. We're not in Cameron Indoor playing basketball. But, uh, you know, I think he'll struggle a bit out of the gate, but I think he'll kind of find his way and he'll find a way to work in the big names on the offense. And I'm going to give Pitt the benefit of the doubt, and I'm going to say they win to close out the year because if I predict them to lose, 
and then they win, I have to wait almost an entire year to finally get that weight off my shoulders next year. Oh no, I didn't, <laughs> I doubted them and they proved me wrong. And that's a big burden to live with. So if, uh, I'm going to be wrong, I'm going to go down swinging and I'm going to go out predicting pit to win just like Zay. So we can both be wrong or right. And enjoy that for uh, the entire off season. <laughs> you know, that's not a bad prediction. And listen, I, I really like the starting off slow. Cause it, that, that happened last week too. They started slow, but they finished strong. So who knows what whose prediction is going to be right? But at the end of the day, we will predict the the same outcome with pit. Yeah. Money. So that that's that that's all that matters. The outcome <laughs> is what matters. People don't care about the score as much, but it's really fun when it's right to act like you really got that big brain working for you. But, right, uh, and that's all that matters. <laughs> we'll be back later this week. Hope everyone has a happy Thanksgiving. Uh, enjoy the time with your family, and. Hopefully enjoy a pit win over the weekend. That new big flat screen TV you get on uh, Black Friday. Watch it in 4K. Pit beat Duke and mm. Panda the Duke fans crying and their paint smearing off their face. Their blue devil paint <laughs> smearing down their face in 4K. Love to see it. That's a oh, Stewart. I'm Nick Henry. Oh, wait. He's got a story. No, I was going to ask you. I was going to ask you about the... Um... <laughs> the Steelers and the Bengals this coming Sunday, but we could leave that for a little. Oh no, bake. no, I'll, we'll, we'll, <laughs> I, I gotta be professional. I, who's their quarterback? Browning is the Bengals' backup against Kenny Pickett, who's basically a, he's basically a backup NFL caliber quarterback. Sorry, sorry. He's yeah, a great. No, we're, this is gonna, this is gonna be a heated conversation. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, we will get back to you next week. He was a great college quarterback. He was a great college quarterback. I'm gonna end the recording now. I don't want to. Yeah, that hurt. I gotta. I, I'm gonna leave. I'm gonna leave. Oh, actually with oh no! I'm gonna get angry texts. Oh no! <laughs> we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube.